0: You're listening to the Real Estate Insider Podcast. A bold look at reality, news, analysis, strategies, and opinions direct from the veteran team at the RAIN Research Institute with today's host, real estate strategist, Russell Westcott. Well, good morning, and for some RAIN members, it's a good afternoon. I'm Russell Westcott from the Real Estate Investment Network, and welcome to the RAIN Mastery Coaching Calls. Without any further delay... Ladies and gentlemen, please help welcome the architect of the Rain Mastery Program, Mr. Richard Dolan. Well, good morning, my Rain Mastery students from coast to coast, and thank you, Russ, for that kind and generous introduction. This is Richard Dolan for your Monday morning call. This is a real pleasure to pick up from where we left off. Uh, Last week, we talked about the idea around being a volunteer in life and not just a victim. And we chatted about many of the concepts around that, and many of you have written me already. And left me various messages telling me how that's working for you, and I encourage that because by hearing something new and applying it in life and communicating how it works, it really brings it to reality. It really allows you to bring it home. So for today and this week, the theme is really, truly another level, another layer into the Rain Mastery conversation, which is being aware. And you've got to be aware of one profound fact, and that is, that your life is at stake. You know, Winston Churchill once wrote back in 1898, nothing in life is so exhilarating as to be shot at without result." It's so true. And true to the research that I've endured for many, many months, and in fact, some time even years with uh, various incredible and invincible type of figures in the world, one particular gentleman, a former Navy SEAL commander once shared with me, he'd asked, Richard, do you suppose uh, Navy SEALs are appreciated, acknowledged by so many people, and honored. It's, it's simple, he said, because SEALs put their lives on the line in extraordinary circumstances. You see, the difference between a Navy SEAL, he'd go on to say, and a lot of other people is that SEALs are aware that their lives are at stake. Everything accomplished is done with this in mind. Their circumstances and actions call for this um, awareness. Parachuting, diving, working with Militions and weapons and running combat missions act as a continuous alarm clock waking them up to reality. So when they forget like cutting corners uh, or thinking they are superhuman, the consequences can be fatal. So being aware that your life is at stake is living in a matter in which you are consciously aware of the consequences of your actions on a moment-by-moment basis. And this awareness, this this particular next level will contribute towards you being invincible, you being a real estate investor, a real estate leader. You know, Jack went on to share with me that on one of his operations during a a second Vietnam tour, in the middle of the night, he said his team had woken up after patrolling just uh, for a number of hours. And this particular village that they had been patrolling had been suspected as being a possible sort of Viet Cong, a VC hideout. And one of his men suddenly started to exclaim that they're surrounded by VC. We're surrounded by VC. So, since they run an island and where the VC had been firing B-40 rockets at the U.S. Naval patrol boats, and there were only seven of them, uh, his communication was initially pretty unsettling, Jack would admit, to say the least. Jack went on to tell him that he had told him to shut up. Nobody was moving in on us and that it did not happen. And I'd be out to be the first to let him know if that had happened. The patrol continued throughout the night without further incident, no sighting of VC. But you see, Jack went on to share with me it in a different perspective. He said, Rich, had I not been wide awake to reality in that moment, I may have responded to the seal's paranoia, ordered the men to open fire, and shoot at invisible VC, which would have jeopardized their position and their lives. You see, the point is that many people think that their thoughts or their paranoia, often thought as oneself being intuitive or a good judge of character, is reality. Reality is, in fact, often contrary to our thoughts. Being aware or awake that your life is at stake is in dealing with reality, not dealing with and or reacting to or acting out your suspicions or paranoid thoughts. If danger does not strike, then you would deal with that reality when it occurs. Do you know that life offers no security? That security is, in fact, even an illusion? Hard as we try, we have yet to find security from death. One of the truths that... Investors know that there's really no guarantee in life. And as Jack would go on to tell me is that the truth for SEALs that they face early on in life is that there's no guarantee. You see, like SEALs acknowledge that everyone dies and it is only a matter of when. And while a SEAL accepts this, he is also committed to living a full life. This truth keeps SEALs wide awake and aware of reality, what is happening in the universe, not in their heads. And they then live fully in the moment. You know, Storm Jameson once wrote that I believe that only one person in a thousand knows the trick of really living in the present. Most of us spend 59 minutes of an hour living in the past with regret and loss of joy or shame for things badly done, both utterly useless and weakening, or in a future which we either long for or dread. Yet the past is gone beyond prayer, and every minute you spend in a vain effort to anticipate the future is a moment lost. There is only one world, the world pressing against you at this minute. There's only one minute in which you are alive, this minute, here, and now. The only way to live is by accepting each minute as an unrepeatable miracle, which is exactly what it is, a miracle and unrepeatable. Brain Mastery students, there are no guarantees in life. There are no guarantees that your company will prosper, your investments will be impenetrable, that the real estate deals that you're about to enter and or have will always and forever be sound. There are no guarantees that your children will be happy, Uh, successful, an asset to society, or even grow old. There are no guarantees that you yourself will remain healthy and remain married. So the reality here is this. For some, this may sound cynical, disheartening, or even depressing. This truth can have the opposite effect. You see, when you fully understand that your life is at stake, every day will possess richness. It is our illusions and the expectations that our illusions will be fulfilled that cause us to be cynical, disheartened, or depressed. For example, when we get married for the first time, we often believe it will last forever. We all know the current divorce rate and anyone who has been married and divorced fully understands the difference between the illusion of forever and reality. But people create grand illusions that they live as though guarantees are an option and as though the desired outcome is guaranteed. Who said so? We create illusions. We get comfortable with them and then these illusions become invisible to us. Our illusions begin to use and drive us. Remember the blind spots? You see, in response, we live as though life is safe. You know, the murders of John F. Kennedy or John Lennon and Nicole Simpson and the deaths of even Marilyn Monroe or Elvis Presley and Princess Diana leave us disturbed and upset. Why? Because we took for granted that they would be with us until a ripe old age. Their lives, like our own, were never guaranteed. In watching the news and seeing other sufferings, such as parents who lose their children to abduction, we shake our heads in dismay and empathizing with their tragedy, and for a moment or two, then change the channel into a sitcom. And assuming that somebody else or the government will do something, we immediately get back to living in our safe, comfortable, and guaranteed illusion, and until something dreadful happens to us, or to someone in our family, or local community. You see, when tragedy strikes, our illusion is shaken, or even shattered. We experience a break in our illusion or a break in reality. It is not a break, but rather an awakening. We suddenly realize that life was always unsafe, or we realize that our marriage certificate offered no guarantee, or that the boss really didn't care about our seniority when they fired us. For many, this awakening is uncomfortable. And they think that they may be cursed with, well, bad luck. But it ain't bad luck. It's simply life. Following Many times of having lost money, three times, in fact, in real estate deals, I realized that this was really a great time for me to heal, not a time to take heed to the idea that real estate was unsafe. You see, each and every time that I lost money in real estate, I realized that, hey, this is going to be an absolute slam dunk, when anyways, well, I got slammed, so you see, What I realize is to really be invincible, to be unbeatable, to be undauntable, to be resilient, is to accept that life is, well, uncomfortable. You've got to let go of your illusions about how life should be and with what it is. It's easier and more comfortable to sort of get numb with ourselves with alcohol or drugs or mundane activities like watching TV or surfing the net or playing with our iPhones or iPods and such and such or sharing our opinions about matters from the sidelines. But when you see that your life is at stake, you might notice, in fact, that your worst enemy might be your own mind, your inner self-talk. You see, self-talk can destroy happiness and kill people slowly. To recognize this, we need only glimpse of the lives of Kurt Cobain or Freddie Prinze. Successful people can create thick illusions, making them more disillusioned than the rest. Whitney Houston, success often provides a powerful and false sense of security, a feeling of, well, what I'd call invincibility. But success has also been known to cover up a lot of sadness and immaturity. And if you look around, you will see some examples in your immediate world, as well as in the media reports. If you listen carefully, you might begin to hear your own poisonous self-talk about yourself and about others. You see, you let us not have to look at not realizing our lives are at stake. Ultimately, affects the smaller choices we make daily. Have you been late for an appointment? No doubt more than once. I know I have been. Patrick always called me, I'm on Dolan time. <laughs> Chances are you have not related to your daily activities as though your life were at stake. I get this. See, what if your client's lives were dependent upon you being on time for a meeting or calling them back on the telephone? Right now, you are no doubt thinking, that's ridiculous. My client's lives are not at stake, and this has nothing to do with me being on time or calling them back. But said that's what I thought, too, back when I first realized this education. See, the level at which you resist this idea is a sign directly related to the depth of your illusions. You might also want to look at why you are late for appointments. Did you know that being late or not returning phone calls are a blatant, albeit indirect ways for you to put the bird to others, as it were? You're controlling people under your environment and all the while pretending like you're not. See? Here's another functional constraint. You are controlling people. You pretend as though you are not at the mercy of outside forces, like a busy schedule. But if you're late for a meeting and, for example, everyone in the meeting is affected, contrary to what you think, your actions reveal to others on some level that you are an attention-seeking, wilful, willful child. While you may think you are getting away with these things, chances are people may be disrespecting you and are gossiping about you behind your back. And This is how people behave when they feel as though they are being dishonored. Or worse, others use your tardiness as a justification for their own lack of commitment or performance in a specific area. You think this is a minor thing? So is cancer when it starts out? Being late or not returning phone calls is an indication of a larger issue at work your unwillingness to observe the etiquette required to truly relate to other people and your inability to see that your life is at stake. So you see, mental toughness at the very core of one of the lessons within ring Mastery is at the the most, most basic level keeping your word. So mental toughness is at the most basic level keeping your word. Keeping your word at a basic level begins with being on time and doing the things that you say you will do. This means keeping your word to yourself and others despite your reasons, justifications, and feelings under all circumstances. This includes playing life's game by the rules and not finding a slick way around the rules. This is difficult to do in a world where the media provides evidence of people breaking life's rules in the game they are playing all the time, then pretending they're not. The news is currently rife with corporate misadventures and collapses based on culprits manipulating or getting around the rules. Wall Street, case in point, this whole 2008 debacle, case in point, See, what if you were to keep your word to yourself and to others as though your life and the lives of your loved ones, teammates, clients, friends, investors, tenants, JVs were all at stake? This might mean that if you made a commitment to yourself to go on a diet to lose weight, you would simply lose weight. If you're interested in seeing the level at which you can keep your word to yourself with respect to losing weight, then take off your clothes and look in the mirror. If you're interested in seeing the level of which you keep your word to others, don't ask yourself. Ask the people in your life. That's your reality check. You might be thinking, well, not everything is in my control. What about snowstorms? What about the car accident that kept me from making my appointment on time? Yeah, well, what about it? You know, back to Jack's point, Navy SEALs are trained to work in relationship to the unexpected, although they certainly don't phrase it this way. What is the first lesson a trainee discovers in their training? Well, to be unbeatable is to deal with your illusions in the form of contingency plans and procedures that follow up in the event of a crisis. And this can begin with planning to include extra time to get to the meetings on time in case of an unexpected crisis such as a flat tire or traffic jam. This can also include, for example, choosing a hotel within walking distance of your meetings so as to not to depend on others to drive you or even having to fly down a taxi. This can go as far as choosing a vehicle according to its ability to function in adverse snow conditions rather than in one that has you look hit or cool, like I often in picked, To be unbeatable, to be undauntable, to be a real estate leader, you will want to relate to your commitments and responsibilities as though you have a lot to do with the way events turn out. You have two choices. You keep your word, or you do not keep your word. But the choice is yours, and the former has you being extraordinary as a matter of routine. Even with contingency plans, there will be times when things are completely out of your control. When you cannot keep your word, you might acknowledge this failing rather than concealing it. Many people justify lateness by trying to convince others of how busy they are and how adverse their conditions have become. Did you know that the only person you have convinced of this is yourself? Instead of justifying your lack of action, be gracious enough to simply apologize. And when apologizing, you don't need to include your justifications or reasons. Just apologize. And in today's world, a powerful apology would will have you be, well, extraordinary. So if you simply want to keep your word, life becomes simple and organized. Overwhelming stresses are often the byproducts of unfulfilled promises. So you see, once again, let us just stress one more point, this whole idea of your life being at stake, and look at this idea from another perspective. Imagine, like, imagine what you could accomplish moment by moment, day after day, if you lived as though your life were at stake. You might be more conscientious about your health, eating well, exercising, visiting the doctor regularly, or avoiding a, a moderating your alcohol or drugs or whatever you do to call your vice while driving and all these things. You know, even with these precautions, life offers no guarantees. If you were truly awake to the idea that your life is at stake, how would you relate to others? Would you tell people how much you love them? Would you relent giving up your stubbornness and the need to be right about your opinions at all costs and simply just apologize? Would you spend more time with your family despite your opinions about them and begin more meaningful conversations about something other than the weather or family gossip or your your aunt's awful meatloaf? Would you waste precious moments gossiping about others? Would you watch TV night after night? Here's one of life's many paradoxes. When you live as though your life is at stake and handle everything to do in life with lightning speed, from bringing immediate closure to disagreements with loved ones to handling promises with massive intention... You will no longer feel frantic. You will no longer need antidepressants or antacids, the excuses and justifications to let go, give up, or disenroll. You might not need the psychiatrist that listens to your sob stories, the self-inflicted victimization, hard luck, and stress, and overwhelm. You see, when you relate to your life as though your life is at stake, you will experience a sense of certainty, calmness, freedom, and peace of mind in the face of chaos. No security, no guarantees in life. Life then becomes rich so here is what i want you to do for this week ahead and this is a very important point because this evolution is going to have something to do with well a couple of people number one what i want you to do is have you for the next week create an appreciation exercise now this exercise consists of taking time over dinner and even in front of the children to create a new habit of saying three things that you appreciate about your partner your romantic partner your life partner your your wife your husband Ask your children to support you in this exercise by reminding you and your partner to do, it, to do it if you forget. The exercise can even become a family practice. So every night, mention one thing that you're truly appreciative of. Now, as far as your career as a real estate investor, here's what I want you to do. For the next week, I want you to begin showing up on time or early for work or for anything that you're doing and keep all your appointments without rescheduling any one of them. Whenever you fail at this exercise, you write down the primary reason you give yourself for failing. And at the end of the week, we review what you've accomplished and failed to accomplish. What this will begin to do is reveal for you your patterns of dealing with what you have to say about being on time, the way in which you relate to being your word. That's very important. Why? Because real estate leadership begins with real estate knowledge. It continues with the context for leadership. That mastery lives in the way in which you relate to giving your word and the way the world relates to the way in which you give your word. Well, this has been a powerful call, folks. Very deep, but very intentional. And I want to thank each and every one of you for listening so intently. Russ, I'm going to turn it back over to you. Wow. Thanks, Richard. Another great Monday morning call. And thank you, Rain members, for your full-on participation in the Rain Mastery Program. Thank you for your time, and especially thank you for your trust. The next coaching call will be at the same time next week with the same call-in numbers and on the same website. This is Russell Westcott from the Real Estate Investment Network signing off. Bye for now. Thanks for listening and engaging with the Real Estate Insider podcast. A bold look at reality. Share the reality.